Chapter 19. Casey sprinted to the body, her heart thumping loudly at her chest. It was a high face sized body and covered in thick, almost translucent material piled so high it obscured the face and the skin tone. The body itself was tall and trim. It had to be Gilmore. I mean, it wasn't lumpy or misshapen like Jerry's would be. Oh, goddesses, was he dead? It was hard to take a deep breath. She grabbed a section of the translucent stuff over the Faye's face and yanked, incinerating strength through. The material was thicker than she'd first thought and sticky, like spider's webs, but so thick and so pure. Some of it stuck to the Faye's face and she pulled again, trapping the sticky webs onto her fingers and then burning them off in her haste. It was Gilmore. He looked asleep with dark bruises under his eyes and a cut on his cheek. Gilmore, she yelled. She felt for his vein and desperately hoped for a heartbeat. Oh, goddesses. Her skin sparked on contact. His heartbeat, when she found it, was strong and steady. His chest rose and fell almost imperceptibly. He was alive. Shuddering another sob, she pulled more of the spider's webs off, using a lit finger to trail down his body, cutting a swatch through the full body cast of this giant web. Gilmore! she yelled. She tore wildly at the spider's web, burning any that stuck to her until the air was crisp with the smell of burnt web. He still wasn't responding. Once his body was free, she slapped his cheeks wildly. She searched for blood, but his clothing was normal. A sudden increase, though, in the rustling from the books behind her made her snap her head up. Shadows gathered between the shelves, their bodies writhing like twisted versions of a fey revel. She should, stood on shaky legs and extended her bone dagger. These weren't shadow guardians. Even the twisted shadow guardian hadn't looked this wrong. This monstrosity had too many arms and too many mouths, suggestions of screaming faces appearing and disappearing again. It drew closer and her stomach twisted in fear as it grew more and more distinct. Get away from him, she hissed. Had it followed her into the library? The shadows merged into one another, growing taller and wider. It grew six feet tall, the writhing now torturous and twisted. Ghostly screaming mouths appeared and then disappeared as if it contained many, many fey, swallowed in its depths. She felt nauseous from the wrongness of it. The shadow thing grew taller and wider again, oozing closer. A, a cluster of eyes formed where a head might be but their bright, predatory look was too intelligent and hungry. Another mouth opened, rows of teeth snapping and a too long, long tongue darting out. She had a terrible feeling what would happen if it got too close to touch her or, or Gilmore. Her nerves prickled with fear and her fire stirred. She held her dagger out, but the shadow creature didn't blink, oozing slightly forward. Now, more mouths blinked open and closed all over its tormented body, rows upon rows of teeth glittering darkly. Her breath hitched in her chest and her fire rose to warm her. She welcomed it, letting it rise to her throat and play across her free hand. The shadow creature hesitated. The cluster of eyes on its head, it blinked rapidly. The writhing of its arms and legs slowed. Eyes narrowed, she pulled harder, and fire blossomed on both of her hands. The creature definitely leaned away from the fire like it was scared of it. 
She swelled with her fire, letting it burn over her skin and down her hair, welcoming it in a way she had never been free enough to do. As the light played over the shelves from her fire, the shadow creature retreated a step, then another step. Help me, she whispered to the library. Her voice sounded strange to her own ears, like the crackling of a fire. The shadow creature revealed more pairs of glowing eyes that winked at her in the glimmer of sharp teeth. It was as if it was made of pure hunger. She pulled harder on the fire and retreat, it retreated another step. Stepping forward, she drove the shadow creature back, step by step, her eyes never leaving its body. In the stacks, she willed her fire not to touch a single page or book, keeping it tight against her body, the heat and the light pushing forward against the shadow creature. She felt where its shadows almost brushed her fire, as if the fire could burn it, harm it, hurt it in a way that it had clearly not expected from her. At the foyer, the creature tried to break into pieces, but Casey spread her fire around her, using her dagger to direct it as it danced over the slate floor, catching every piece. She herded it towards the library doors, which swung open on their own. Thank you, Casey whispered. Her throat was hot and sore, but she pushed the shadow creature out into the hallway. The doors slammed shut, and she rushed, slamming a hand against the library doors. Seal us in, she commanded. A loud boom echoed around her. The library shuddered as if all of its shelves were now swaying like a giant had grabbed the whole library. A blue light raced along the outside of the doors then sped away, tracing the boundaries of the library. This emergency protocol, it could only be reversed on the inside, and it was intended as a last resort. The shuddering of the library lasted another long minute as Casey kept her hand on the door. She felt sickly cold now, her body shivering. The blue light returned, retracing the doors, and then the shuddering stopped, and it was quiet. They were sealed in. Even if the shadow creature returned, it wouldn't be able to slide under the doors this time. Shivering, she turned and stumbled back to Gilmore. Her whole body was ice now, and she was nauseous. She'd never pulled on her fire like that before, controlling it and using it as a weapon. I mean, yes, she'd thought about it once or twice, but never thought she'd actually use it. The books whispered nonsense as she stumble-ran. Gilmore lay on the ground, uh, still unmoved. She collapsed on top of him, her fingers finding his neck and heartbeat again, reassuring herself he was still alive. Goddesses, she was so cold and so tired. She curled up next to him, shivering. His body was warm, and as his warmth seeped into her, she closed her eyes. She just needed to rest for just, just a moment. The rock she was lying on moved. Her dream had been good, but she lost the tendrils of it like slip, silk slipping through her fingers. More movement, and she stretched, yawning. She was in the library. She sat up straight. Gilmore, she yelled. I'm here. The voice was gravelly and raspy. He coughed twice. Why am I here? He was the rock she was lying on. She scrambled away from him, turning. He flipped on his hip. The library? He said. You, you were wrapped in spider silk and unconscious, she said, gripping her daughter. A shadow monster got into the, de into the library, and I had to drive it off and then seal us in. He sat up, blinking rapidly. I was on duty. His voice was soft, as if he was recalling the details with difficulty. I heard a noise near the archives. He looked over his shoulder at the gate. 
I walked over, and then I woke up here. You have a cut on your cheek, she said, wrapping her arms around her legs. She still felt shaky and weak. I do? He put his hand to his cheek and touched gently. Everything feels heavy. He stretched his legs and arms and then stood. He padded silently to the archive gate. It's unlocked again. Shivers went down Casey's body. Lock it. Gilmer's eyes were dark as he looked over his shoulder. We changed the code, and they were still able to unlock it. How? Her word was part curse, part exclamation. And where's my other sword? He had his metal one on his hip, but the bone sword, it was gone. Have you seen it? No, she replied, shivering harder. She tried to pull on her fire to warm her, but that immediately made her nauseous. I had it earlier. He looked around once more, then focused on her. Tell me about this shadow thing. He crossed the space to her and then sat across from her. Wait, are you cold? I I use too much magic, she replied. Can you ask the library for food for us, he said. She closed her eyes, trying to concentrate, and then whispered, We are locked in to protect you and yours. Can you help? Nothing moved or rustled, but she didn't want to reopen her eyes to check. The world was wavy, like it was a veil that she could pierce and maybe find something on the other side. He moved closer, and his power on her skin was like standing in front of a contained thunderstorm. It prickled and prodded her like an itch she couldn't scratch, and when he touched her arm, it was almost a relief to have that pop of contact. Tell me about the shadow thing. His voice was low and soothing. Magic pushed into her, cool like a stream. It made her fire rear its head before she shushed it. She clenched her teeth to keep from throwing up now. His magic swirled around her arms and legs, soothing the shivers and shoring her up. She'd never felt high fey healing magic before, and it made her feel like she was being spun by a being much larger than her. Once her body stopped revolting from the coolness of it, she swallowed hard. Well, I saw something odd in the hallway when I flew here, she whispered. You came as your sparrow. Yeah, it was late at night, and I didn't want to risk the hallways turning me around. His magic was still pouring into her, and she felt like a bottle filling up to the top. There were shadows gathered in the hallway intersection that looked... solid? Solid how? She was going to overflow. That's enough. She pulled away. He followed, but his magic slowed to the normal amount. His hand slid up to her neck and began to knead the muscles there, right where she was sore and tense. Solid how? He prompted. His touch, this kindness, the situation was scrambling her brains. Um, writhing and twisting, and, and I thought I saw eyes. She leaned her head forward, and his fingers rubbed up her neck. She continued, I locked the library behind me, but when I found you, the shadow thing had followed and was growing larger. It looked hungry. She shuddered at the memory of those hungry eyes. How did you drive it away? His fingers were strong and deft, lulling her. Fire, she said, the truth slipping out before she could think of a half-truth. Interesting choice in a library of leather and paper. His fingers were still rubbing, and she felt like putty. And it felt right. Her heart pounded faster, and she tried to calm it back down. He was too close to her. He could surely overhear her heart pattering.
Shadow constructs, well, they do hate elemental power, so fire or ice were the best choices, he said, his voice thoughtful. The thing felt purposeful, she whispered, like it knew me. His hand stopped. Explain. I'm, I'm actually not sure, she whispered, but the more she thought about it, the more that felt right. She continued, it looked at me, and then it followed me. I... I thought it was after you, she swallowed hard before she continued, but you were already in here, unconscious and helpless. It didn't enter the library until I was here. She shivered, her whole body contracting. He swept her up and into his arms like she weighed nothing. She squeaked in fright. Put me down, she demanded. You're still recovering. His voice was no nonsense. He stalked across the library toward the front desk, her head cradled against his chest, and her legs hung over his arms as she pressed against him. This distracted her from considering that someone wanted to hurt her, specifically her. Oh, there's the food, she said. A platter of meat pies, cookies, and a pitcher of something sat on the middle of the front desk. He walked past the desk to the fireplace, settling her in one of the large chairs by the fireplace. Stay here. His handsome face was cross and stern, like ch talking to a child. Oh, so I shouldn't just jump up and pop out for a bite to eat, she demanded, crossing her arms. The fire reached out as if it wanted to comfort her. She shushed it back before Gilmore noticed. The hard lines on his face eased. Do as you will. You always do. He glided back to the desk, grabbing the plates and pitchers, making it look light. He set them on the ottoman and moved it closer to her with a single prod of his toe. Thank you, she said. She snagged a meat pot pocket and inhaled it, then a second and a third. At the third, she finally tasted that it was rabbit with lemon, again with the strange combinations. He ate at a similar pace. I, I can't remember how I ended up by the archive's gate. It looks like you were in a fight, she nodded at the cut on his cheek. Maybe, he frowned, touching it again. Everything is a blank from that moment when I decided to walk to the archives. He growled, and the sound curled through her, warming her. After her third pie, she grabbed two cookies and nibbled them. Someone wants free access to the library. Enough that they were willing to make a shadow construct to wait for you. His dark eyes flashed, lightning shone in their depths. She leaned her head back and closed her eyes, letting his words wash over her. She could feel his anger, that storm cloud on the horizon churning that his power sparked. Fear came, followed by anger, and then also annoyance. Why me? she asked. I'm, I'm a pixie. You're the last defense of the library, he replied. They've already taken the librarian, and I'm only here on your authority. But if you remove me, the library would go into stasis, she whispered, stomach churning. A shadow construct took incredible power and patience to build. They were difficult to detect, harder to kill. For her? She shivered again, but purely in fear this time. A stasis that would delay the summoning in two days. Gilmore sounded closer to her, but she refused to open her eyes. What's the summoning for? Gita found three human women with magic in their blood. For the consort contest? That's the plan, 
and said, You know we have to go back into the archives to see what they did. Her, strine, her spine straightened even as dread grew in her stomach. She had a duty, and she would see it through. He was silent for a long moment. Leaving the rest of the library vulnerable? We're sealed in. She opened her eye a crack. Nothing can get in or out. Nothing? Not even air. She grinned at his disturbed look. What? He had paled. We'll be fine. We have four days worth of air in here for the two of us. Well, how did the food and drink get in then? Library has its own rules, she said, shrugging. We could mirror someone. The harsh lines on his face eased. Where's the mirror? It's, it's in Jerry's office. But she didn't want to move. Her body was heavy and achy. Reluctantly, she twisted and found the sun clock. It was just a little after dawn. Who would be up right now? I mean, the mirrors, they weren't just in any place in Underhill. They were only in the wealthiest, most powerful areas. The type of Haifei who didn't have to wake up early to serve anyone. Ugh, no one yet, he said with a sigh. He nudged the other chair over and sat draped across it with one leg up and his body angled towards hers. We should rest. She curled into a small ball. Her belly was full. Gilmore was alive. Her eyes fluttered shut and she dropped into sleep like a rock.